Hello. Welcome to Late Night Dilly Dilly. I'm Buddy Martin. Kind of flying blind here right now, but I think we're good so far in our new equipment. On a busy, busy, busy day in the kingdom. Wow. This is my third or fourth time today on you folks. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we got new sound equipment, and uh, I'm gonna have to get this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get this. Hold on a second while I get my mic set up. I know I'm getting a call now from the producer, who's telling me put the mic on, put the mic on. So I will do this while I'm waiting. Let's see if I can attach it. Uh, I'll hold it like this for the time being. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, just arrived in from um, dinner at Mark's. It was a <clears throat> late night, <laughs> late late night getting in too. Uh, <clears throat> we got to the hotel. I mean, the restaurant at Mark's. Love that restaurant. And there was a large group there from the Hits program in Ocala. I mean, if you guys know about that, it's the jumping horses that come here. They come here every year for a couple of months. They spend a lot of money on hotels and restaurants, and they do tend to crowd those um, <clears throat> those restaurants. But we managed to get in, our friends. I actually left them at the table as they finished up. Thank you very much, Nate, for checking in and letting us know the sound's good. Uh, this is a new piece of equipment, which Brendan rounded up today, and the <clears throat> uh, it, hopefully it's sounding good and clear. I'm going to see if I can pop it on here somewhere and. I don't, I can't put my own mic on. That's one thing I've never been able to do. So bear with me if I'm making a terrible noise. No, it's not going to work. All right, I'll hold it for the time being. Anyway, so yeah, late night dilly dilly. We're, um, we're going to talk to Franz Beard shortly. Let me say good evening to, to Nate Blaylock. Nate, you didn't tell me if it was Nate or Nat. You got to tell me. It's spelled Nat, but sometimes pronounced Nate. Nate, uh, yeah, Robert uh, Covell, it was a busy day for those of you who've been around. Uh, it's started with uh, Terry Bradshaw this morning at uh, about 10, 1030. And he was in a talkative mood, wasn't he? Wow. And um, we had a really good time. We always have a good time with Terry. It doesn't always make a lot of sense. It's not about football. I don't think we mentioned the NFL. Here, here, here he is, one of the star studio, Emmy-winning studio announcer for Fox. We talked for an hour and never mentioned NFL. We talked Gator football. If those of you heard it, Terry asked if he could be an honorary Gator. and said, yeah, we can make that happen. And thank you, Nat, for clearing that up. He said, send me a hat. So i got to find, he said, a soft hat. I don't know exactly what he wants. I'll have to find one. Ship it off to him, and maybe he'll put it on. Put it on when he goes into the studio next uh, next fall, next year to do football for Fox. Uh, yeah, hello to Bill Pace. Hey, Bill Pace, what a great letter today. I can't thank you. Uh, just telling us how much he appreciated this and how much he uh, really loved being a part of the Gator Nation kingdom, and uh, it means a lot to us when you put folks. Well, we know we connected with you. <clears throat> That's really what this is for. It's not the money. Uh, it's just for the, the joy of, of connecting with people and, and exchanging ideas and thoughts. Hello, Susan Cunningham. Dilly dilly to you on this late night. Um, 
I don't think we're going to have the crown prince tonight. I think he is indisposed at home. He's got a, um, got a he's got his daughter and uh, his wife, and he's got things to do. But he got us set up here, hopefully, so we're okay now. Uh, <clears throat> if you can see over here to my, let's see, what is this? My left. That's a new board. That's the real deal, man. It's like the big boys have. No more of the small town stuff for us. So we were we're doing that. As soon as we learn how to get this mic on without breaking it, we'll be good to go on that. And we won't have to hold it. Um, just myself and my little puppy, Rennie, he's here. I had to leave Joni at the table at Mark's with our friends because I said, I got to get back because I've got a broadcast schedule and I want to be sure I'm there whenever that thing ticks on. So here we are. We made it back. A delicious bone-in pork chop tonight. That thing was huge. Um, I love their their spinach and a little twice-baked potato. So, by the way, I do have my late-night nilly-nilly tonic here. So, tonight, the remnants of our Aikido, which we'll probably have a little taste of in honor of late-night nilly-nilly, which we usually do with our Crown Prince, who's not available tonight. Coming up in a bit, France Beer will join us. Have you been reading all about this basketball scandal? This thing is, uh, I'll drain this bottle out for the last sip of that. This basketball scandal is going to get really ugly from reading today's article. I believe I read it on Yahoo, investigative team. And we've been hearing about this for a while. While we don't delve into too much investigative reporting here, we do like to get to the truth on things. And we've known quite some time that this scandal was coming down. I don't know anybody who knows anything about it <clears throat> in terms of names, but you can surmise. Uh, I wouldn't put that name out there without some kind of verification. So let's not put in the usual suspects because according to Yahoo, there's going to be as many as 50 schools are going to go down there. 50. Some of the biggest names, the biggest programs in the country, biggest name coaches. And if I read this right, and we'll get Francis two cents worth on this, uh, this also involves players who've now left and gone to the NBA and who will also be implicated and maybe indicted. I just don't know how deep and far and wide it goes, but it's significant. It's going to rock the world. It already has rocked the world of college basketball. I don't even know Wells and Bobby said they're agents or money launderers, bag men, bag women, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there's, there's, there's payoffs, bribes, you name it. So without knowing any more than that, we'll just say, Keep watching for that because it's not going to be a, a pretty sight. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. Hello to Chris DeCubilis. Uh, and we had a nice little lunch the other day with Franz Beard at Pearl's Barbecue. Haven't ever been to Pearl's Barbecue in Micanopy? Show of hands. It is really quite a unique thing. It's really sort of a, looks like a 7-Eleven in the gas station, but you go in there and they've been there a long time. They have terrific barbecue. And they come from miles around to eat Pearl's Barbecue. It's well known. I had a chance to meet with with uh, with Chris there and have Lynn. Chris, by the way, has a CD Farms, which is pasture fed, uh, and uh, he raises um, cattle, hogs, whatever, uh, on this land. It's very pristine. And he and his wife, I think, he told me he owned. I thought he said eighty acres and bought 80 more, 160 acres in Archer. I believe that's right. And uh, Chris may wind up doing some um, some meat for the tailgate. Have you heard about the tailgate? I mean, Bubba rocks. 
Best Bubba's best damn tailgate. Do you know Bubba is so famous that he was picked by ESPN slash Sunshine Network, whatever, as having the best tailgates in the SEC? Not in just in Gainesville, in the SEC. He did this five or six years. I don't think Bubba's online tonight, but he really, really does a fabulous job. And we're going to post some pictures. He posted some pictures to the admins the other day, our nights, and uh, boy, some of the things we're going to do. And just there's invitations that are going out to people. You've got to be a member. And in that uh, event page, he's got everything you need to know, including the map. It's like two blocks south of Steve Spurrier Field, a.k.a. the Swamp, a.k.a. Bid Hill Griffin Stadium. I can't do all those names. Uh, and I, so I'm just going to call it Steve Spurrier Field. Uh, and it's a perfect location. And we're going to have a lot of folks here, but you can only come if you are a member of the Gator Nation Kingdom. Stay loyal to the kingdom. It'll pay off. Uh, good evening to Roger Burns over in Nimbo, China. How about that? Nimbo, China. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is over there to you. Uh, also, <clears throat> Alan Black. Haven't heard from you in a while, Alan. Good to talk to you. Paul Bell, Fort Meade. Aren't they the Fort Meade Miners? I believe they are the football team down there. Uh, Michael Burton, he says, Terry helps make life a little better with laughter, doesn't he? I mean, I literally belly laugh sometimes so hard when I talk to him on the phone. I have to stop because it just takes my breath away. He is that funny all the time. I don't laugh at that many people. I don't like most comedians. They're not funny to me, either mean-spirited or whatever. Terry's genuinely funny. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, thank you for the update, Donald Wilder. Uh, baseball team won its first game, 7-1. All right. Get a baseball off to a good start. Kevin O'Sullivan's team will catch up with that. Uh, let's see what else we got here before we go to the phones and talk to friends. Uh, ba 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 Turn up the game. Did I not have it high enough? So how's it sound now? Okay. If you're out there, Prince, let me know what that sounds like. Um, it's up there pretty high. I got the mic down low, too. Uh, Nintendo, big time. Dilly dilly. Yeah, Len, doing a great job, buddy, as the assistant chief. Linda Lore, good evening to the late night, Dilly. I sent your invitation to you today, Linda. Make sure you got one for the, for the big deal. Beth Lore, hmm. Got something going there, I think. Maybe Ken to each other. I believe maybe daughter. Uh, John Enrico. Good evening, Ken. Good evening. John's always got something good to say. Always good to hear from John. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's right. 50 programs is crazy, Robert. Michael Burton, please not UF. Well, I could be wrong here. I don't know anything. I just don't see Billy Donovan being mixed up in that. He is, I, but you never know. You never know. You might be shocked. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, Robert Coville, March March Madness could be March Sadness. It could be could be March Badness, right? Um, Richie Robinson checking in from. I never know how to pronounce that. Richie is is it Karen Crow, Louisiana, in the Bio Country? Uh, John Kerr, good to hear from you up in Atlanta. I wonder how many schools will be. We'll lose games and championships. There will be some of that, according to the Yahoo article. There will be, and who knows, this year's winner could be one of those who winds up losing the title, vacated, as they say. 
Again, I don't know anything about the one I what I what I read. I don't like to start quoting facts without knowing, but you can tell from what has been written. There's some big time stuff going on. Fans of fellow sin. Travis Sullivan, dilly dilly to you, buddy. Uh, from Mayo, Florida. What's Mayo, Florida famous for? Anybody? The throwing Mayoan, Kerwin Bell. That's right. We referenced him today in our in our. Podcast with Chris Doring, an excellent, excellent podcast, I must say. You can find it on here earlier, and also it's on iTunes. Um, it's on, uh, oh gosh, where else is it? It's on TuneIn, it's on iTunes, it's on, uh, I can't remember of all the places you can get. Chad Rich checking in, good to talk to you from the villages. Chad, good to hear you're checking in. Um, let's see here. And then uh, Jack Campbell. Drinking a what? I can't tell. Oh, Malbec looks like I can't tell. Uh, Gene Kier says it sounds great. Good. Uh, Travis, I don't know. It's on there. If you're if you're a member, your invitation, you should have gotten the events um, notification, and you got to log on there from Bubba, and your name should show up. So uh, I, it's not. I, I, you, but some of those who got left out, I went in and double checked to see. If you're a member of Gator Nation, you got to be a member of the Gator Nation Kingdom. You're not going to be able to get in. So the event page is up. If somebody has more information on that than I do, then please explain. But my understanding was, if you're in the kingdom, you should have gotten this. Am I right, guys? Let me know. Um, <clears throat> Jennifer Lay, Billy Dilly to you. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, David Hunter, Billy Dilly on Friday night. Okay, there we have it. Now, I'm going to change hands here for a second, and I'm going to figure out somebody to get this microphone pinned on me. Yeah. Try my good side, my good hand. All right. Hopefully you can hear me all right with that. Right? Be okay on that? If it's not, tell me. McAnope, James Young. Yeah, Bill, I don't know the details. So somebody help me out here, one of you knights. Um, and um, let me know the details. I know it's on my event page. And I clicked on some people. Yeah, so there you go. Nat says it was posted in the kingdom. Did you not go to the Gator Nation Kingdom page, guys? It's there. I saw it. Um Paul Bell says, yes, home of Sammy Green and Jamal Carnegie. I remember that fight in Miners. I, I remember when uh, both of them played. I remember Jamal. He was uh, played for Urban. Uh, yeah, I like this. Jack Campbell likes my shirt. It's an original. I got a bunch of these from somewhere. Probably got, well, I got 21, 22 years invested in the Masters. I haven't been back in about seven, eight years. Uh, okay, Robert says I'm coming in loud and clear. All right, let's see if we can get Franz Beard. You guys got anything else to add? And by the way, we could use a little help if you got it on, uh, in terms of getting that information on the kingdom page. Put it up there so people can see it and let them know, uh, if everything is, uh, yeah. And Jennifer says, Bubba set it up for us, uh, in the, in the kingdom. So go to the kingdom. All you got to do and the invite's in there and you just click on it. You're coming and you're good. Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be running out pretty fast because Bubba, why do you see the pictures? This is no ordinary little old tailgate. There's a reason it's called Bubba's Best Damn Tailgate, all right? He'll tell you about that when he comes on one of these days. Hello, Alexander. How are you? Let's see if Franz Beer is up and about. 
I hope you enjoyed today's uh, stuff. We had uh, on the 545 pop-up broadcast, we had uh, um, Christopher. Let me check in with the with the prince real fast and make sure he's okay And because he was uh, – one of, he was trying to call me earlier and see if we we're okay. And so, uh, yeah, Susan Cunningham says it's on the events page. Now, Blaylock says it's uh, posted as an event. Click on it, and it's uh, like another event posted. I just yeah. want to say hello to the Crown Prince. Am I okay? Everything good? Yeah, I'm uh, okay. All right. Just, well, just want to just got you, got you on the air live, and uh, it sounded good. Thanks to Brenda for a great job of making this happen today. So um, I'll check out if you unless you got something else for me. No, I'm good to go. Thanks for calling in. Just going, right. putting my kid to bed. All right. Well, here's to you. I got my glass up. Dilly dilly to you, buddy. Dilly 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 to everyone out there. Love you, buddy. All right. Love All right. See you. Got daddy duties tonight. So here's to the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to go see if we can get friends now and talk about basketball. And uh, find out what is wrong with this basketball team, Gator basketball team. I mean, look, I understand you can't win them all. I understand the issues are, you know, the obvious issues like Boone not being there. Um, uh, <laughs> Krista Cubitt said, my wife is wondering if there will be wine available at the tailgate. I believe everybody's bringing their own, I think. I believe we got friends. Well, there he is, Francis Beard. He's there again. Hello, Francis. How are you? I'm doing well, buddy. We, uh, we're, we're going a little acapella tonight, a little bit different style on our, on our, uh, on our broadcast. We've got new gear and we're operating with a cell phone and back in the old days. But, Franz, uh, before we get started here tonight, here it is 20 after, learning a little bit behind, say hello to everybody. Dilly Dilly from, hello from Hattiesburg, uh, Franz. And uh, shout out to uh, to the to the kingdom, France. Oh, well, a big shout out, a big dilly dilly, and especially to to Hattiesburg. Uh, my goodness, I, that's one of my old stomping grounds from way back I know. when. That's why I brought it up to you. <laughs> is Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg is is uh, one of the more underrated. Uh, cities in, in America, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. I, mean, I gotta tell you what, there's a lot of good stuff there. Well, I don't think they'll let and, you, that you come to town and stay past sundown, will they? In Hattiesburg? <laughs> <laughs> Hattiesburg is not, not a problem. Yeah. I'm losing you. I'm, Francis, I'm losing your voice here, buddy. We're not hearing you. You're backing off your phone there, so. Um, yeah, by the way, a lot of people want to talk to you. We got, let me just give you information here. Susan Cunningham says, hello, friends. Robert Covell says, hello, friends. John Kerr says, ask friends if he thinks the NCAA. Well, uh, let's save that, uh, about the, the investigation. Richie Robinson from uh, Louisiana says, hello, friends. Nat Blaylock from Newbury, I believe, says, dilly dilly, friends. Lynn Tyndall says, hey, friends, aka Merlin. He calls you Merlin. Uh, and uh, Bill Pace says, Dilly Dilly Friends. And then uh, Kevin Zeminski says, Hi, Friends, Dilly Dilly. Okay, so we talked earlier today, and you had a lot of assignments and couldn't come on the the uh, show, uh, the short abbreviated version of the show, 45 minutes. And we were talking about this basketball 
looming, looming scandal. Um, now, look, I don't want to name names. I don't think you do. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate, but clearly this thing is blowing up. What do we know now? And, and I'm just going to quote the Yahoo article. Uh, it talks about uh, the uh, the big-time programs being brought down. They make no bones about it, the coaches, the players, and some of the top programs. And we won't say which one you mentioned that you speculated on because that wouldn't be fair. But this, it's, it's, a, it's really one of those uh, uh, Tiffany programs, if you want to call it that. So, so tell me what your thoughts were about all this and kind of explain the background on what has happened there. Well, I'll start with, with, with one basic. Pete Thamel is reporting this for Yahoo. Pete, Tham, Pete Thamel is like the old days when we were growing up, and if 60 Minutes showed up on your doorstep, yeah. you, hit, you were in a white-hot pan. I agree. When Pete, Thamel, when Pete Thamel gets in on a story, you should be in a white-hot pan because uh, he's one of the best investigative reporters out there. reminds me a lot of a guy that uh, I, we both worked with in the past named Bill Brubaker. Who used to be about as good as it got. Well, Bill, you know, Bill, Bill worked for me at the Daily News, by the way, for two years. Yeah. No, for the Miami well, News. He, 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 yeah. I worked with him at the Miami News. I know you did. And he was, he was as good as it got. He's, mm-hmm. he's as good as it's ever been yeah. at tracking down sources. Yes, I mean, he is. He's an absolute bull, bulldog. Yeah. Pete Thamel is from that same, mm-hmm. uh, from from that same. A type. I mean, just a guy that that once he once he really gets onto a story, as he will he will not stop. He's relentless till he gets it. So when he says that as many as fifty top programs could have fallout from this investigation, beware because it's real. Now let's start with the fact that how this all started was, I think, because of, of connections with uh, sports agent Andy Miller. But we've all known that the AAU system, basketball system, has some pretty co- pretty corrupt characters in it, and we've known that for years. And let me give you a, a, a little idea of how it typically works. And although it's gotten more sophisticated for years, <laughs> but this is still the basis. Okay, I'm a I'm an AAU coach, and I got a player that's really really good. And buddy, you're a you're a hot shot basketball coach of a top program, and you want to recruit my guy. And I say, well, you know, coach, um, we'd really like our boy to play for you, but you know, we got all sorts of, of problems meeting not meeting ends with our AAU program. And why don't you just have your shoe company donate? $30,000 to my travel budget for next year, and, and and I'll see what I can do to influence it. Well, okay, in other words, you pay me $30,000, and we'll do it through the shoe companies because there's no subpoena power with the NCAA, and there's no way to trace it. Well, there is no way to trace it except the fact that somebody ratted, ratted people out to the FBI and it became a federal case because the federal, the feds have no problems. They have no problems whatsoever getting a warrant, getting a wiretap, whatever they need. And being able to go in Miller's bank account and see where his money went. You got it. And that's exactly what they've done. 
they have they have arrested four assistant coaches. One of whom is one of whom uh, is Chuck Person uh, of Auburn, uh, uh, and he's a guy that a lot of people probably suspected because um, he made a lot of money playing in the NBA. He spent a lot of money playing in the NBA and is essentially broke. So he kind of had to have money wherever he could get it, and he was an easy mark for the agents. And so uh, he started taking money under the table. And that's what these assistant coaches at these other schools did as well. And these four that have been arrested aren't the only ones that are going to go down. This thing ended up taking down Rick Pitino at Louisville because uh, one of his assistant coaches was linked to a kid named Brian Bowen, and Brian Bowen uh, was linked to to Adidas, and uh, Louisville is an Adidas school. And uh, his his AAU coach says, well, his family needs $100,000 for him to come to Louisville. Well, guess what? He shows up at Louisville in the – and I don't know how whether they were had him wiretapped or what, but oh, they were wiretapped. There were there were FBI wiretaps for two years. I read the story today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they 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 got in, in other words, they got it nailed, and apparently they've got Patino on on wire on, on a wiretap and mm-hmm. agreeing with with people from Adidas. Yeah. Right now, Adidas is the one that's taking the big hit because uh, it is Adidas. Uh, execs that have been indicted. Uh, it is an Adidas execs that are going to have to go to trial um, and so forth. We haven't seen anything from Nike. We haven't seen anything from Under Armour. My guess is that's just a that, that's just a formality. It's just one of these things that hasn't happened yet. Because if it's happening at Adidas, buddy, it's happening at Under Armour. It's happening at Nike too. And I know for a fact from having covered AAU ball that. You know, these guys, the shoe companies have been participating in this kind of stuff for years and years. It's one of the reasons Billy Donovan got out of college basketball. He got tired of having to deal with with uh, people trying to get him to get shoe company money involved and stuff like that. He got tired of dealing with sleazy AAU coaches. I, I can tell you, just off the top of my head, I can name about five players that, that if Florida had gotten one of these guys, even just one of them, Florida would have at least two more national championships under Billy Donovan. But Florida didn't get him because Florida didn't play the AAU game and somebody else did. Uh, you know, I can think of a big center that, that played, uh, that was from the Midwest that was playing at a prep school in, in uh, New Hampshire that wound up uh, at a place and in fact, he ended up being the difference maker in an Elite Eight game that Florida played. And uh, But this is a guy that, that even had the floor, the Gainesville weather on his on his cell phone so he could pay attention to what the weather was every day in games. Hmm. He's a guy that told me in an AAU tournament, he said, he said, Florida, he said, Florida is my dream to be in a place where it's warm and sunny all the year, where I can wear flip-flops and shorts all the time. And he ends up going up north to a snow state. Now, how did that happen? It happened because of his AAU connections, his AAU coach. 
And this is the kind of thing that drove Billy Donovan out. Billy Donovan was once uh, had players that were somehow connected to Andy Miller, and he finally he jettisoned Andy Miller and wouldn't take any players who were being used by certain AAU coaches who were connected to Andy Miller. Um, yeah. well, Billy, uh, Billy played it straight. Yeah, he did. That, that answers part of the question. There's several for you here, which was, do you think Flora's involved? And now... We're getting to speculation. We're going to be real careful here. But based on what you just said to us, I'm going to think probably not. But, again, we don't know that. We're just using common everyday deduction. This is the case where we're not naming a person who is guilty. We just think, based on your knowledge, Florida would not have been involved under Billy Donovan. No, I, I, don't, th- I don't think so. And I'll – and I'll give a shout-out to Jeremy Foley for on this and, and to Billy Donovan. Foley hired, uh, you know, McCl- Jamie McCloskey as his compliance guy. Florida had the toughest compliance people in the country uh, and the strictest. Foley insisted that there wouldn't be any of this stuff, and you can't stop it all. But I think Florida probably did the best job I've seen of doing that. Uh, you know, it was absolutely incredible, and Billy just wouldn't stand for that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. In in 2007, uh, I'm at that, I'm at the Nike Peach Jam, and Florida is on the verge of signing the uh, of getting a commitment from these two really outstanding players. One, for, both of them from the state of Georgia, and. Uh, so on the night of, on the night before they committed, uh, who gets a call there in Augusta? He's staying at I believe it was the the Hilton. Uh, Billy Donovan and the suggestion is, well, coach, we really could use some travel money for, for from your company. And Billy just wiped his hands of it. And the next day, there was this big shock that these guys had committed to an ACC school. Well, the ACC school was notorious for. Paying to play, to play the game with the AAU coaches, and, and Florida lost. Florida gets those two kids. Those two kids in 2007. I guarantee you, it's a totally different story the next three years. Yeah. Okay. Let's totally do this, different. friends. This is good stuff. Let's go ahead and address some of these issues that the the, the people in the kingdom have asked. Um, and some people are wondering what federal crime was committed. Why is it a federal crime? Now, I'm not gonna. Speculate, but if you get into any kind of bribery situation, it's a federal crime. Uh, that would be one. What What would be your take on that? Bribery and human and essentially human trafficking. Because How's that? You're taking money. You're You're taking money to to send people to certain places. That's human trafficking. Uh, bribery Bribery is there, and uh, and you got fraudulent indictments because these guys are playing. Uh, and on the uh, NCAA, supposedly playing under NCAA rules, and there are all sorts of people who have signed, in, in, you know, who have signed uh, declarations that they haven't taken any money, etc., like that, that they are free and clear, and so forth. And uh, there, there's about, there's about, as I understand, there's about five statutes that are involved here, and they're all serious and they're all felonies. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> Uh, one person comment, David Arnoff, who had several questions. He says compliance wasn't spearheaded by Foley, but by Coach Spurrier. Uh, he did a continuing endorsement. That's not totally true, David. Yes, Coach Spurrier came in, 
before he got there, if you want compliance, uh, the guy who, uh, uh, who, who actually brought them into, into jeopardy of a death penance was Bill's Ar- Bill Arnsberger, one of the most hated men in the history of Florida football. In my opinion, he created a witch hunt. Well, I think he would have been as much responsible for a death penalty as anybody because he went overboard in cooperating with the NCAA. Not that you shouldn't. As a result of that, uh, Barnesberger was there. He did not offer Spurrier, by the way. He tried his best to get out of offering Spurrier. I can tell you I know for a fact. Steve didn't tell me this either, by the way. And you're talking about, really, Dr. Bob Bryan from the president. He's the guy who really made it happen. Now, Spurrier came in. He was definitely But by the time that they'd already had the investigations, all the issues of the running back from Palatka we talked about and all that, Steve was as clean as a whistle and certainly enforced it. But i got to give Jeremy Foley some of that credit. He enforced it for a long time, and he was a bulldog on compliance, wasn't he, France? Well, Florida, Florida went 25 years. Jeremy Foley's 25 years on the job. Florida had one viol- considered major violation, and that was uh, when an assistant football coach uh, got caught uh, in a lie. And they fired him immediately, and the NCAA basically slapped Florida on the wrist and said, don't do this again. And that was the extent of it. Now, Florida was Florida during this time is the only school, was the cleanest school in the entire SEC, and this covers all sports. Uh, that was the only violation in any sport. Florida runs 21 sports. So that was the only violation in any sport for Florida, and that was just one thing. Yeah, and, and uh, Steve Flatman, who's from the Black area, talks about Galen Hall got fired. And we know all that story about the envelope and about what happened there. I've forgotten the running back who it was from Platka who supposedly got the child support. Do you remember Jarvis Williams? Yeah, it was, it was a defensive back name, Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Jarvis Williams. Late and, Jarvis Williams, by the way. Yes, RIP. And and the thing is, is that a lot of people still don't think Florida was empty. The thing was a local guy. In fact, Spurrier is one of them. Um, I mean, he was, um, Spurrier, uh, Spurrier actually, um, will somebody tell Travis to get off that Johnny one note stuff, please. And stop posting, just trying to aggravate people. I'm tired of hearing that name. Okay, Travis, let's just, let's stop it. Well, here, here's, the, here's the thing I can tell you about, about that situation is that, that they came to arrest Jarvis for not paying his child support. Galen Hall had cash in his pocket, paid the money. To the sh- to right there on the spot and kept and kept uh, Jarvis from having to go to jail. They say it was one of these things. They sh- the the sheriff's department shows up for child support payment, and it's either pay up or or we're taking you away. Galen oh. paid that money out of his own. All right, now let me tell you, that's money. one version. Let me tell you Spurrier's version. It's in the book. He said to this day they have never proven what was in that envelope or who gave it to him. Steve had no no dog in that hunt. He wasn't involved in that. He claims and says vociferously that as far as he's concerned, he's pretty sure um, he's pretty sure that it was a local car dealer, okay, and that it was not connected to Florida. Now that's the story Spurrier tells. I heard him tell it a number of times. So anyway, neither here nor there. Let's don't get caught up on that. Steve Flatman, who's from Palatka, um, says he knows all about all the recruits up there and. He could probably verify that. Uh, let me get back to the, the legality. Uh, uh, John Kerr says 
uh, and John's a pretty knowledgeable guy up in Atlanta, by the way. He stays up on what's going on. He says the whole thing in basketball also involves money laundering. Yes. Uh, so yes, that, that would be a federal thing. crime. That would be a federal crime right there, right? Well, it, it is, and, and the money laundering happens because, uh, you know, pa- parents have to, money has to change hands, and you can't just outright give money to people. They have to cover how they got it and so forth like that. So, yeah, there was money laundering involved in this as well. It's another federal crime. Um, that's one of the five different ones uh, that are out there that are all felonies. And, yeah. um, it, it, I, I'm telling you what, I, I've been around the AAU stuff so many years that I, you know, I've always wondered, and we had, you know, I can remember on a long drive, on a long drive that we made out to New Orleans and back, mm-hmm. talking about AAU basketball, and uh, and this was this goes back nine years, and I have said even nine years ago, I said it is only a matter of time before the shoe drops there because there's you know there's too much money involved, and at some point in time, somebody's going to squeal like a pig. And it's all going to get out there, and it's going to cause it all to come crashing down. Now, it, it took a longer than I thought it would, and it didn't happen exactly as I thought it would. But it, it's a very similar scenario. And um, I believe from things I know that we're going to see some icons yeah. get smeared. Yeah, you named some, we mentioned name some names. names. Well, we mentioned them to each other, but we won't put them on the air. So, um. no, I, I'm not gonna because no. it, because you know this is still America, and you and, you know you, you you should be free from innuendo and stuff like that, yeah. and, and you're innocent to your proven guilty, guilty right. and, exactly. and, and and I am not the judge, jury, and executioner yeah. here. Well, but I've heard I've heard the stories. All right, let's and shift gears a little bit. That's that's good stuff. Let's shift gears over now to Florida basketball. Ugh. Yeah, no, not not ugh, uh, ugh. It was ugh. Uh, yeah. Um, look, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Mike Weiss. I think he is the right guy. I think he will prove to be the right guy. Will he be Billy Donovan? I'm not going to say that. Billy Donovan won two national championships, but based on everything I know about him, that people told me about him and knew him well. Including Terry Bradshaw, who was who was who graduated from from uh, from the school he coached, uh, I'm going to to say that I like his chances of succeeding. Okay, and I think he, I think he's sound, and you can speak to this as, as a college basketball guy. I think he's sound fundamentally what he does. Now there are times when I wonder if he maybe overcoaches on half court offenses, but you know maybe that's the right thing to do sometimes. How he managed to get that that game? They've given games away at the end. Traditionally, friends, when basketball coaches have teams that can't hold leads and give games away, that has to fall on the coaching side of the ledger. As much as I like him, I have to say he's got to own that. What happened against Georgia? Oh well, uh, what happened against Georgia is the same thing that keeps happening uh, all the time. I mean, they have lost. The second half lead in seven of nine of their wow. nine losses. Wow! The only two games that the only two games that they did not have a second half lead were uh, 
were Florida State and uh, Loyola. I mean, they had a second-half lead in every other ball game, and they have lost the second-half lead in every single ball game uh, of those other seven. Um, and some of them have been just ugly losses of lead, like the one uh, – Wednesday night when they were up 11 with 10 minutes to go and Georgia was punch drunk, punch drunk on the ropes, knees buckling, ready to go down to the count. And I don't know whether it's they lack the killer instinct. I don't know that if it's that they overcoach or they overtry. And the third thing that, that I wonder is, they get a lead like that, and suddenly everybody thinks, well, we got a lead. We can't lose it. It's time for me to be a hero. And everybody starts jacking up shots because they have this tendency when they have a lead to start taking a bunch of shots that they shouldn't be taking. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's discuss a couple of those things, why those things happen, okay? Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's enough blame to spread around. But when you're up by six with, what was it, 16 seconds to go? That, that, yeah. just, that just shouldn't, shouldn't happen. You shouldn't lose that ball. That and, of course, the turnover, you pointed out the turnover was created because the guy who was handling the ball should never have been handling it, right? Shouldn't even been in the ball game, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, you, you look at what you look at what Jalen Hudson had done the entire ball game and the fact that he's not a, he's not a really good free-throw shooter. He's only about a 66% free-throw shooter. Why was he in the ball game? I question that. Um, I understand he's athletic and, you know, that might be a guy that if you give him the ball, he can drive it to the basket and dunk or something like that. But I, I would prefer the ball to be in the hands of a guy that I, that I trust to be a free throw yeah. shooter, and he's not. He yeah. shouldn't have been in the ball game. All right, we got several and, suggestions and, and, from people. I'm sorry, go ahead, France. There was also, you know, those two offensive fouls they called on uh, on back-to-back possessions against Kavarius Hayes. Oh, my gosh. That, that stuff is just absolutely kill. Those are killers. And, and, and Florida, just, Florida just played right into the hands of the bad guys. Yeah. Robert Cabell says, wrong personal, personnel on the course. Uh, yeah. Um, I, by the way, we got to give Georgia a little credit, okay? They, they were yeah. phenomenal what they did in, in down the stretch. And the, knocking those trees down as they did, you got to get now. I think I think I think tired legs factors in, and I know he's trying to rest Chioza more, but you don't see Chioza walk to the foul line and, and go over two, and that's just legs late in the game. I think, uh, and that happens sometimes. But at one point they made one out of four, one out of five uh, foul shots in the in the clinch. And what's funny is the broadcasters that just said, "Hey." Uh, this is a team that's going to win big games down the stretch because they got guys can shoot their free throws. And they probably went for like one for six or one for seven or something. And they didn't hit their free throws. We know about Egbuno. We can't use that excuse anymore. It's just what it is what it is. Uh, Strategy is part of it. Uh, failure to execute is part of it. Not having the right people on the floor is part of it. And I think, I think Coach White is still finding his way in his rotation, which I don't know exactly – I don't know exactly why, but sometimes he gets the wrong five guys out there. So, so that's what I think about it, friends. Now, give me how they fix that. You called it. You, you called it when you said Okuro would be a big help, and, and and if he played more and got more minutes, 
he would be a factor, and he was exactly that. You called it, is that right? But what in the well, world he, happened? He, he, Go ahead. He's got to be on the floor. He really, he, you know, he played a lot in the first half and was a factor, and he wasn't on the floor in the second half. And I think when they start going into these funks, they've got to, they got to start thinking about, okay, let's get this guy in here. He's a difference maker. Bring in Ballard, too. Ballard is a guy that can make shots and can do some athletic things. Uh, get these guys in there. Get your guys on the bench. One of the things I found when I was coaching was sometimes when you start a streak like that, get a guy, a guy put him on the bench, and let him watch the game and, and, and get his mind uh, revised. Because I think that, that a lot of these things, you get guys that are on the floor, they start pushing and pressing, and they start thinking, "Oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to do some stuff here." Well, maybe you don't, and I think that's part of the problem. Well, and they get your hopes up because there are times when this team looks so good when they're hitting their threes, and 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 Chioza's running the show out there. I mean, and 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 they look fantastic. They can be anybody in America. Then they just disappear. I don't know what happens, but definitely this is a team. That's going to break, break some hearts, and and they broken hearts. They broke hearts of the night losing to Georgia in a situation like that because, yeah, that's not a pretty sight. All right, so friends, give me three things you can do to fix this whole this whole thing. Well, one uh, okay. First and form, first and foremost, they have got to they have got to stay the course defensively. They played good enough defense against Georgia. Those two late threes, notwithstanding, they only gave up fifty nine points. You give up 59 points, you should win the ball game every time. Uh, that that they they play that. They have to stay the course defensively. Um, they cannot get so consumed with what's been going on offensively when they've been losing leads that they lose their focus defensively. They've got to maintain that because if they if they'll just maintain their focus defensively, they can still stay in ball games. Uh, defense will keep you close. Off, you got to still win it with some offense, but defense will keep you close. They got to do that. Second thing that's got to happen is he's got to play Mike Akaru more. Mike Akaru has got to be in the ball game. He's a terrific shooter, as we've seen. He can drive, and he's played better defense than I thought. I, I, I think he is playing defense right now at a level that I thought would. Wouldn't happen until next year. I think he's really, really improved there. The third thing that's got the third thing that's got to happen is I think Mike has got to start sitting some guys, uh, even if that means taking Chioza out of there and sitting him down for a minute or two and say, "Look, you know, get your focus back, uh, get your head back in the ball game. You're losing it. You're, you're worrying too much about you. Look at that. What's out there? See what you can do to, that can." can make a difference without you having to take shots and things like that. And I think that's one of the things that he can do with a lot of different guys. I've seen that so many times. One of the great coaches of all time was Dean Smith, and Dean Smith told me that one of the things he would do when he'd pull a guy that suddenly is losing his focus or whatever, and he'd say, forget about your game offensively. Look at what you can do to help the team with a pass, with some defense, with this and that. But not, not your shooting. Look at these things and find something, something sitting here on the bench 
that you can do that can help the team. And when you've got your head together and you think you can go in and help the team, you let me know. Yeah. And you trust your kids. And I think that that's something that Mike can do here. Is it, is it also shows a lot of trust in your kids when you do that. Yeah. And I think that I think this is something that's got to happen. I think this team's got to feel that the coach trusts them and that he trusts them enough that he'll pull them and, and then let them figure it out. And I think that's got to happen. Well, you're, that's about as negative as I've heard you on Florida basketball in a long time. And I don't mean that to say you're being critical because you really are all very pro-Gator basketball and you support the team. And But you're right, and you're getting a lot of amens out there from some of our people here, uh, Nat Blaylock and uh, also uh, uh, Lynn Tindall and some of the other people are talking about the fact that you know they agree with you uh, Steve Flatman says you're right about giving the ball to three gore or Igor. Uh, but unfortunately, he's got a problem with plantar fasciitis. And you just never know how he's going to be able to, if he's going to be able to run or not, Prance. That's the thing. You, you look at him sometimes on his three point shot, he didn't jump three inches off, off the floor. And you can tell why. Typically, he has his better shooting games, buddy. Uh, on a Saturday when he played on a Tuesday, or on a Wednesday when he played on a Saturday, and he's and they've been able to give him a couple of days off before uh, he has a practice. You know, if they play on a Tuesday, they can give him off Wednesday and Thursday, and then he can have a practice on Friday for the ball game. But if he's got to play, uh, you know, if he's got to play. Uh, too quickly, like, you know, he has a Saturday game and then he's got to play on a Tuesday. Oh, my, that sometimes is a real problem for him because that, I, I've had plantar fasciitis and, and anybody out there who's had it knows what I'm talking about. My gosh, it can, it can really hurt you. Yeah. Let's see if you agree with some of these other comments. <clears throat> and, and one of them is tomorrow's game is a must-win. Vanderbilt and Nashville, 4 o'clock game. John Terrell says Florida is going to struggle to make the NCAA tournament. The Georgia loss was simply terrible, up by seven with 130 left and can't execute. I think you pretty much have said that and agree with that. Um, uh, then you've got a comment by, um, let's see here, Nat Blaylock says, absolutely right, friends. Lynn Tindall points out, says, can't shoot 30% at home inside the 20 feet and then go, 75% of the line uh, at the same time. Uh, Chad Rich says, what does basketball recruiting look like for next year? What about recruiting? Well, the, the recruiting is, is really, really good. Um, uh, they've signed three guys already. I believe that they're going to get a fourth. Um, they've got a, a point guard named Andrew, Andrew Nimbard and now, Andrew Nimbard, my gosh, he's what a, he, he is, he's down at, um, at Montverde Academy. And he's a Canadian kid. He's got really long arms. He, he's, I believe, I believe he is, you can play him and Akaru together and they will be absolutely outstanding. Um, they've got a, a, a kid who's playing at, at uh, Oak Hill Academy uh, named Keontae Johnson. And he's got like, uh, he's got, he, he jumps like, let's put it this way, he jumps like David Thompson. How's wow. that? I saw him play, by the yeah. way, in Denver. 
Yeah, I, I, I covered every bowl game NC he played State. for three years and in college, is, yeah. and I can tell you right now, he's one, one of the truly greatest college. He, he, he would make my top ten list of greatest college players of all time. That was the pre-cocaine, the pre-cocaine David Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the pre-cocaine, David Thompson. I agree with that. Yeah. And then they have a, a kid named Noah Locke, who some people say is the best shooter in the country. He is a he is a uh, a guy that you can roam on on the perimeter, and if he gets his feet set, the ball's going in the basket. They've got. I think they. I, I believe they're going to lose a player. Uh, I, I. They. You know, it just seems that they always do. I would really, really like to see them. Uh, come up with a big guy. They, they're, they're looking at a kid named, named Maurice Kalou, who's another Canadian who's up there at Oak Hill. He's about six, 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 seven, six, eight, excuse me, 220 pounds. And I think, you know, I, I, he, he did play on the AAU circuit very much. And I think that that's, I think that's, uh, that hurt him, but he, he moves Really, really well. He's very. He, I think he's got kind of like ballerina type feet mm-hmm. around the basket, and I think he's a really good kid. And and I think if they have an opening, they'll get him. I've heard some talk. I don't know. It's not confirmed, but I've heard some talk that they're also looking at at some big uh, uh, international imports that are in the six foot eleven, seven foot range. And I think they need a kid like that. In the you know, uh, uh, because go ahead. They just don't have size. Yeah, here, you know, here's a. a I'm sorry. I, I was just say Philip Long asked a very simple question, and one which I'm sure we've all wondered, but really nobody has articulated it. And I don't know the answer, and a few probably don't either. But it's a good question. Why can't our bigs stay healthy? year that we were asking, you know, if you go back to football season, we were saying, why can't our linemen stay healthy? Uh, we, we just had, what a rash of injuries we had on both the offensive and defensive lines last year. And it seems to have carried over to basketball. You know, we've got three big guys and, uh, that are out. Personally, I think Chase Johnson, I think they could play him, but I think the idea is if they can, if they can, they'd like to redshirt him. Uh, since he only hasn't played since November, and they they could get a medical redshirt on him easily. I think they'd like to redshirt Isaiah Stokes. My belief is that we will get Igbunu back. Just my belief. I For don't next think year? it will be. No, no. I think. Do you I think, think the Ibunu SEC tournament will be back? Yeah, I think so. I, I think he'd be back for the SEC tournament and, uh, you know, maybe get in two or three games there and, uh, then he'd be there for the NCAA tournament. I mean, he may be looking at a total six or seven game season, but, uh, let's face it, he hasn't played, uh, and even though he may not be in great basketball shape, the fact is that, that he can do some th- things that you can't uh, that they don't have anybody else can do. They don't have anybody else can be 6'11 and 265 pounds. And I can tell you something that they miss in the worst way without it, do you? They miss that big pick up at the top of the key when they run a point guard off that big pick. And, and they, and 
into Igbunu and all of a sudden starts wondering if he's going to have a trip to the dentist this week. Mm-hmm. And last year, they would do that with both Casey and also with Chioza when they were in the game. And they could count on that big pick at the top of the key, and that got them into the lane and got them in a position to get the ball, for example, last year to carry to Canyon Barrier or to Kevon Allen. And they're missing that this year because try as he may, Kevarius Hayes does not set a very good pick, but he's six foot nine and he's about two hundred and twenty pounds. If he just didn't have stone hands, oh boy, tell you, it's brutal to see him try to catch a pass below his knees. it's so sad. What's sad about it is the kid tries so I know, hard, buddy. I know that. And, and and he just was he was so poorly coached. And and I got to tell you what he is. He was so poorly coached. And he was on a high school team where basically everybody said, "We're going to take our shots." And you're so big. If you want the ball, you can get it off of a rebound. And that's kind of the way it worked. I remember that with. In Harrisonburg, Virginia, when Ralph Sampson was in yeah. was in high school, and and Ralph uh, Ralph Ralph sometimes brought the ball up the court, and it was a necessity because if he didn't, he would have never gotten the ball unless somebody shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, they've got they they really and truly uh, need to work on him, and I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's past that point in no return yeah. that. But but he tries hard, and he's a really good defensive player. He would be an even better defensive player if they could play him as a power forward and let him be an off the ball shot blocker. Gotcha. I think he would be he would be so much better there. All right, Francis, we're going to wrap this up. We got about a minute to go. Uh, I'll switch subjects just for the next final two minutes. I had an interesting conversation today with with Chris Doring about the fact that Florida's wide receivers have not been well coached over the last 10 years, um, and uh, he, he, we broke down some questions and answers and various things about, uh, you know, uh, what was wrong with the program. And the final assessment is, looks like I think that the most valuable assistant coach is going to be the guy who coaches wide receivers, again, Billy Gonzalez, and I think that will make a difference of maybe one or one and a half wins a year by having a coach like that with the receiving class that he may, he looks like he's going to get. Your assessment of that? Oh, I think you're you're on the money with that. I think uh, yeah, I think he's number one. I think number one A is John Hevesy, uh, because you and I know have known Hev for a lot of years, and he looks tough. He sounds tough. He is tough. And if you're going to play for him, you're going to emulate him. And one thing that was missing. Uh, we made the comment back several months ago when Florida played Michigan that Michigan's guys looked like men and they played like men, and our guys looked like kids out there and got tossed around, and there was no toughness. And uh, I think you're going to see a, a difference in toughness because of Hevesy out there. I was told that today they had uh, Nick Savage's Tough Love Day and from what I have been told about what went on uh, at the, the Friday mat drills, that um, there are a lot of people who think that that is maybe the, the most difficult day they've ever had in their entire lives. But if it's all true what I'm hearing, 
these guys are going to be a whole lot tougher and a whole lot yeah. better prepared this yeah. year because of that. Well, you have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll be uh, on the air again on uh, on Monday. We might come a little earlier. Final question. Buddy asked France if he thinks Gators will end up making the NCAA tourney from John Terrell. If they get to nine SEC wins and they're one away from it, I think they're a mortal lock, Stuart. Um, but the key is, you know, this is a tough five-game stretch. They've got Vanderbilt, which is certainly capable of winning up there. And, and the way Vandy shoots threes, Vandy's like Florida. If Vandy gets hot, they can beat anybody. Um, then they've got to play at Tennessee. That's going to be awfully tough. Then they get Auburn coming in, and Gary Pollan, by the way, has Auburn as the number one seed now wow. uh, in the West. And, and then they they uh, close they close it up. Uh, they got Kentucky, and I got to tell you what, say what you will about the about the Wildcats, but Kentucky is. And they got to play at Alabama too, by the way. And Alabama does not lose it. Uh, it's just getting too depressing. Listen, you talk about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you know something? My belief is this: they got five games remaining, and I believe that somehow or another, Florida is going to win three ball games and finish the regular season with twenty wins. That is prediction. All right, Francis. Francis Beard, as always, bringing it, bringing us a game. We'll talk to him on Monday. Uh, this is again a late night dilly dilly, and we'll talk to our. Thanks for listening, everybody out there. You can check out everybody and say good night to France. France, say good night to the Gator Nation Kingdom. Dilly, dilly, Gator Nation. There you kingdom. go. Thank you, Francis. Franz Baird wraps up another night, night, dilly, dilly, and we're going to go troll hunting now and see if we can't figure out who this dude is and get rid of it. Anyway, it was a good day. I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll give you a couple minutes to sign out, and uh, we will uh, – we will we'll talk at you again soon. We'll hang in while you say goodnight, okay?